The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lou Need, and today I have the honor of introducing a very special guest to the show, Tomer Alpert. Now, Tomer is pioneering how we use social technology to make us feel more connected. I know social media was supposed to do that, but somehow we felt more and more disconnected um, with the use of social media. And so now Tomer is focusing on how uh, valued and not less. So connecting with people on a more intimate level, connecting with people where you don't just like their stuff. You are really making impressionable um, efforts here. So he's bought his talent for authentically relating and his love for innovation to create what we've known as felt, a social app for your real friends in the real world. Now, something interesting about Tomer, he's building this empire without a college degree. So Tomer, tell us everything. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Let me start with my morning routine without a <laughs> yeah. degree. Yeah, I, I wake up, you know, under under the heavy blanket of fear a lot of days as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so my morning routine, it's pinpointed on mindfulness. I, I if I don't wake up yeah. with with an awareness of what is going on that morning, like literally the first thought is, how am I feeling? If I miss that and just allow the wave to just go automatically. Yep. I can be swept away for the whole day. So I really focus and have built a practice on simply asking and being aware of my thoughts. What's going on for me today? Where's the fear meter? And what do I need to do to handle it first and foremost so that I can be creative, be passionate, relate authentically? Because if you're under fear, you know, you're behind that wall and you're you're not you're not breaking through your you know, you, you need to be broken out. And so I, yeah. I, I take a lot of ownership over that first thing in the morning. First thought, yeah. how am I doing? What's going on? Because you start attracting yeah. that fear. You start creating that more and more of that same reality of just fearfulness. And I love that you jump right into waking up under a blanket of fear that is very visual, but it's real. It's authentic. And a lot of people are afraid to, to admit that. And for you, you've, you put in things in motion to help you combat the fear. So yeah, you'll tell us a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a gambit of tools and a lot, you know, but the first thing is, you know, my first little piece of advice is to seek, right? To just Mm -hmm. go and seek and find because your intuition will guide you. So yeah, yeah, my first tool in my tool belt is my own intuition. Mm -hmm. Where am I being pulled? Where am I being led? Right. Mm-hmm. And how do I even need to deal with my fear? Everybody, everybody's different. Everybody mm-hmm. has a different perspective and a unique background 
that they bring to their morning routines, right? Every time you wake up, you are your own unique individual. Yeah. Your intuition is your, your guide. So that was my, this is a cornerstone to, to how yeah. I got to where I am today, to the, having the ability to go from fear through fear and into creativity and into yeah. balance and into harmony very quickly. It doesn't take a lot of time once you build up that, that routine and that ability to, you know, use the tools, whatever tools resonate for you. Uh, you shift quickly. It's, yeah. it, it can be a quick shift when it starts to happen. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. Thank you for sharing that. That shift, the need to make a shift in your how you're feeling uh, first thing in the morning. Um, tell us about how felt came about. Like what what brought it on? What experiences were you going through during that transition? So the the start of felt was we were on the way back from a dinner party, and we wanted to send a thank you card. Stores were closed. I couldn't tell you where our stamps were. And I was like, oh, there's got to be an app for this. And I was, got onto the app store. This was 2012. Mm-hmm. And the apps that did let you mail cards only let you type. And I was like, I'm not sending a typed thank you card. Thank you. There, there's no way. I'm just not, I'm never going to do it. And I grew up loving handwriting. Yeah. As a kiddo, yeah, I would, I would write my signature like a million times on my notebooks. And then in junior high, we were passing notes back and forth. And I still have my notes. And so I was like, it's got to be handwritten. And then I was like, this is a great opportunity. Why don't we mm-hmm. create an app? So I downloaded an art app that let you handwrite beautifully on iPads. I went to my friend's printer. I was like, hey, can I print this? Printed it, looked at it. I was like, this looks great. I would mail this. Mm-hmm. And that was the journey. I was like, we need to build this app that will let you handwrite a letter and mail it to somebody. And that was the beginning. It was, it really started and is still about the love of connecting authentically. I love that. Handwriting. Yeah, you can type in felt. It's great, you know, but you can also sign your name, draw smiley faces, circle words, and sign a card. And you can handwrite the whole card if you want. You can handwrite a letter. You can handwrite a a whole poem. You can do anything you want. It's, it's, it's It's wide open. Yeah. You mentioned we, at the time you had co-founders, you had people, um, friends that wanted that were, that you had buy-in from to do this with. Yeah. I mean, everyone who I told about the idea to loved it. I quickly joined up with a co-founder, me and him launched the brand itself. Mm -hmm. And then we had early on engineers and now it's a team of only, it's a small team. I'll leave it at that. Not a huge team. You'd be surprised. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're, you know, we have a spirit of partnership. So we have a lot of partners and we do a lot with, with very little, um, mm-hmm. which is something I'm proud of. It's, yeah. You know, you don't need, yeah. So an early on mentor said, do what you can with what you have. Mm-hmm. Don't wait to get something you think you need. Do what you can with what you have. Yeah. Go lean, right? Go lean and investors love that. <laughs> Yeah, investors love it. And you'll do it. If you have that mindset, you'll be in much more joy because you'll be in action as opposed to inaction. You know, the one one of the most beautiful things I was taught is abundance is the Mm. ability to do what you need to do when you need to do it. If you don't need it, it's available. Exactly. So so whatever you need to do, you always have the ability to do it. Driving knowledge. I <laughs> I want to talk more about the abundance, but I'm I'm more curious, and and I can s- see that you you've lived your life in that way, just 
this in that receiving mode and knowing that whatever resources you need is going to come to you to build um, your business as you have so beautifully. Tell us about investing, how one can navigate that space because you've gone through it because with a tech company, you need to get funding um, very early on. And I know you even landed on Shark Tank. So tell us about the process to getting funding as a startup. Sure. You know, first thing, I don't, I don't want to put this, I don't want to misconceive it like, oh yeah, you can do anything you want to do. It's, it's not about doing anything you want to do. It's about having the ability to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I've always needed to do predominantly in the beginnings of, of the company was put the people together, mm-hmm. right? Have conversations, put the story out there, put the message out there. Don't wait yeah. to have it built. Don't wait to have a million dollars in the bank. Start having conversations. That's something mm-hmm. that I always knew I should do. And there was a lot of fear in that. Oh, what if they steal it? Oh, what if I mm-hmm. make a mistake? So that's what I mean by doing what you, you know, have mm-hmm. the ability to do what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. And so early on, um, in order to fund the business, we used our savings. Mm-hmm. We, you know, did random jobs to put the money into the engineering that we had to do. Then we proved the bare minimum. Oh, look, people will spend $4 on a card. And once I show that people will actually buy it, I could raise a little bit of money, like $100,000 for friends and family. Mm-hmm. Then in order to get on Shark Tank, so we went three years on credit cards and you know, just skirting by trying to get the, the thing put together. Mm-hmm. So then I knew I wanted to go on Shark Tank. You know, we're a consumer app. Shark Tank is the place to go. And, and we needed millions of people because when you're selling a $4 card, you need a lot of cards going out the door. Yeah. So I tried to get on Shark Tank for three years in a row. First two years, I was like, okay, we're going to make a video. We're a really cool app, so I can't mess it up. I got to be staunch. I got to be pristine and proper and all this stuff. And it was just me kind of looking like this, talking about the app. And then we spliced in shots of the app. It was, I thought it was like, ooh, pristine and and professional. But really, it was boring. (laughs) I got rejected the first two years I tried to get on the show. And it sucked. I felt like a failure and I felt like I couldn't do it. And then what happened was my partner at that point had to pull back. We had no money. They had to go focus on their own. They had an agency. So they had to go focus on the agency. And I was kind of left holding the bag. And I had this moment where I was like, I know how to get on Shark Tank. And I was like, holy moly, I need to get on Shark Tank by making good TV. They don't care about what I'm... They don't care about felts. They care... That their viewership is like, that was hysterical. Or, oh my God, I'm crying. Either humor or drama. <laughs> yep. So I was like, I sat down and in literally 30 seconds had a script flow through me. And it was just hysterical. And it, and it started with me kind of like this, all just talking about felt. And then about 30 seconds in, it cut to me in a wedding dress. And at that point, I had long <laughs> hair. And this wedding dress was so gaudy. It was like 1980s. And I had a hairy chest. And my chest hair was out. And it was like, it was just hysterical. And I submitted the, the video. And we got a call a week or two later. Then they flew out and did a backstory video on us. And the whole time, I was prepared to walk out on Shark Tank in high heels. I bought celeb- <laughs> I bought. I bought glowing red stilettos. I was ready to do it. And at that point, the Caitlyn Jenner thing happened. And mm. the, the studio execs were like, we don't want anything to do with cross-dressing. And I was like, ah. And the whole time, every step, there's like 15 steps you go through in Shark Tank. I yeah. knew it. I was like, I'm never going to make it to the next step. 
no way. This is the last step. Then they're going to tell me, you know, every step I was like setting yeah. my, you know, preparing myself for, for the rejection. So this, when they called me and told me no, no, because Caitlin, I was like, okay, I've been prepared for this. It's okay. They're like, no, no, no. We still want you to come. I was like, oh, well, they're like in normal clothes. Is that okay? I was like, <laughs> of course it's okay. <laughs> I so we, so we, we went out to LA and shot Shark Tank in normal clothes. And I had to like come up with a normal, you know, presentation for the app, but we got the app on Shark Tank through a really, you know, kind of sideways uh, process. And we ended up getting on there just as a normal product. And they shot our backstory, came and filmed this at home. And, and it was a really, it was a beautiful episode. We ended up getting re-aired like 17 times now. So randomly, wow. we'll get this huge spike of downloads about once a quarter because we get re-aired and yeah. And, and we aired on the season finale. That's fantastic. Did you get a deal? We did a deal on air, um, but then didn't actually close it offline. I see. Oh, that is, that is such a great story. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really fun. It gets, it gets better. I'll tell you this last little bit that we can move on. The night that we aired, we had like 14,000 people at the app in, in one second. Like in, at any given time, we had like 14 to, to 15,000 people in the app, which is way more than we've ever had. And I was like, wow, you know, I don't care what happens. We made it. I felt so yeah. accomplished. And we had a big party going. And I woke up at like three in the morning and I went and checked the revenue and the revenue hadn't moved much at all. And I, I mean, the pit of my stomach dropped out. I was like, I got on Shark Tank and nobody bought a card. Like, this is, this is the worst. But then over the course of three months, because what happened was we jumped up in ratings. Or, so the app got downloaded a lot, yeah. like almost a million times. Yeah. So the app store popped our ranking up. So now we were like top five when you searched for greeting cards. Mm -hmm. So we went, our revenue grew 10x over the next three months. And, and why am I sharing this part with you? Because I had no idea how this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to get on the show and then boom, we'd be just $10 million. I don't know, $5 million, $100,000. I don't know. Mm -hmm. sold car. We had, we had barely any sales, but then it, it happened slowly. It happened in a way that I could not predict. So that's what I want to share. Having a dream, having a vision, and then letting go mm -hmm. of how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you hold on tight, you know, when a, the rope gets yanked out of your hands, you get a rope burn. Yep. That's how it feels. If you're holding on tight to this is how it's supposed to happen, it won't happen that way. You'll get burned and then it'll happen some other way and you'll be left in hindsight being like, I should have just trusted. Right. That it was going to happen some way and I don't have to worry about it. I just got to follow what excites me mm -hmm. and, and keep, keep moving, keep doing what yeah. I can do, what I have. Because you don't want to pinch yourself too, right? You, you put it out there in the vortex that this is what you want the goal and you don't worry about the how. I like to say the how is none of your business. But yeah. there, are, there are things, like you said, you, you get to, to feel good and enjoy the process, but you don't want to pinch yourself from that overflow, from that coming to fruition. Yeah. Right? How do you prevent that? You have to trust. So I have three, three words I meditate on. Belief, trust, and allow. Allow. You have to choose. In life, you have to choose. You know, these, there, is, there is a black and white side of life. There's a lot of gray, right? There's a lot of middle stuff, but there is choice. You have to choose. 
at some mm. point in your life, what you believe in. So I, I, I just meditate on belief. Am I believing? Am, am mm-hmm. I stuck on, am I not believing? Mm-hmm. You know, am I trusting? Am I not trusting? Do I need to focus and, and, and heal something around trust? And am I allowing? Yeah. Mm. Trusting and believing in and allowing it. Those are just powerful. Just, just so meditate, powerful. meditate on that and being able to just allow and let go. So you don't get a rope um, burn. <laughs> yeah. <love> that metaphor. <laughs> um, felt allows you to send a written card without having a sender's address. Tell us about that genius, the genius behind that. Yeah. So when we built Felt, we wanted to remove any, you know, something anyway, any impediment to actually sending a card. Because all we wanted to do was having people receive love in the tangible real world space outside of digital. Because right? the reason we feel so disconnected from each other is because everything comes through the screen. Yeah. And when everything comes through the screen, including a love letter, including a happy birthday, which are great to receive, but when everything comes to the screen, it stops feeling as special, right? And when I say it stops feeling, stops feeling special, I mean you. The receiver. It's not that you don't like getting them. Of course, you love getting them, right? It feels good. Yeah. But when it comes through the same medium as a bill, as a vet, <laughs> as 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 you see, yeah. somebody got a million likes. You know, yeah. it starts to feel like you are less important. Yeah. Yep. So when you put something tangible in somebody's real world, it's different. It's special, and what it communicates is, hey. You're special. You're special to me, right? And that's what connection is to me, right? So one-on-one, we are now connected because I just told you you're special to me. That's what Felt does. You go on the app, you can handwrite a card, add a photo to it. You can even add really fun stuff to the envelope like confetti. You can even put in $2 bill or a $20 bill. Then we Mm -hmm. take care of everything. Within 24 hours, put it all together for you, get it in the mail. And then your friend has that really special magical feeling of receiving this thing through the mail, which the only thing they're getting in the mail these days are bills and notices, right? So to get something from you Good. is is what creates that special, tangible feeling. The way you do it without needing to know their address is because everyone who comes on to Felt adds their address to their account. So then you mm. can find your friends on Felt and when you pick them, you mail them a card. We just take care of putting the address on the envelope. Everybody's address is kept private and secure within the app. And we just put it on the envelope when we mail them to you. Okay. So if my grandmother's not on felt, I need to get her on felt to be able to send her a card. You, you have two options. If your friends are on felt, you can just pick them and send them without having to ask for their address or know it. And then cards always find them whenever they move. If your grandmother wants to get a card from you, you can just add her address to your address book on felt. So if you have her address, you can just put it in on the envelope itself and we'll mail it just like that. I like that. And then you customize if I wanted to do this every year for my birth, my friend's birthdays, my client's birthdays, I can just leave you to it um, to take care of it and send it out on the appropriate time, the birthdays, the anniversaries. That makes life yep. easy. Yeah, there's, I mean, we leverage technology, right? To do everything that it does from a convenience factor, except get in the way of the personal touch, right? So you can still take care of adding the photo, handwriting, drawing, doodling, putting that smiley face on the card. We can then schedule that card for you up to five years in advance. You know, mm-hmm. you can come in one month and do all your cards for that for those birthdays in that one month, and then we'll we'll mail them for you on the right days. Awesome, uh, Tomer. Tell us how where can we get felt? How can we connect with you? <laughs> where can we find you? Yeah, 
You can go to the App Store or Android Store, download Felt, just search for Felt. You can also go to our website, feltapp.com. You can follow Felt on Instagram. We publish all of the new features. And we also just try to help remind you to do something kind for other people and make others feel important and special to you. You can find me on Instagram as well under Tomer Albert. Love that so much. Will do. Um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. And thank you for your innovativeness and putting this, uh, making this available and accessible to everyone. Really appreciate having you on today. You bet. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, all right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.